0: So, you know, all that to say, you know, you've got two or three, in this case, three black entrepreneurs who built something, you know, who were down for the cause. Now they have uh, sold their majority interests to move off to other things. So the question I want to ask you is. Um, do you think th- these were power plays? These were power moves, you know, these were, you know, the ability to. Do you exit strategy and profit on something that, you know, these two, uh, these three people built, or do you view these two scenarios of these black owned or black led businesses uh, that then turn around and sold those businesses to white owners? Do you see that as selling out? You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech.
1: And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva.
0: And you're listening to and are watching the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, when we talk all things Apple and then some. Uh, We appreciate you joining us for another week. Uh, We got a lot of stuff to go through, and we're going to run right on through it. So let's get right into it. We're going to get right into our first segment. This is the lowdown. where We talk all things Apple. So the first story I have is... I thought iOS 14.5 was coming out, but apparently there was some major security flaw that they needed to patch. So iOS or Apple just released iOS and iPad OS 14.4.1 that patches a serious security flaw that updates a fix in a WebKit bug that could allow maliciously crafted web content to to actually execute code on your computer or your device, whether it be an iPhone, tablet, what have you. So uh, we're still waiting on iOS 14.5, but I guess iOS 14.4.1 could not wait. So I would seriously suggest that you update to iOS 14.4.1 on your iPhone's iPad. Uh, I think there's even a Mac uh, update as well. They didn't mention that in the story, but you know, I just want to make you make sure you're aware that this patch is uh, serious enough that you probably need to go ahead and uh, take our word for it and go ahead and yeah. update. So Update.
1: Just just run, just check. Yep, just yep. run a quick little check for updates and update all your devices. Yep.
0: So uh, this show normally comes out on Friday. So the iOS 14.4.1 was announced on Tuesday. No, Monday. I want to say. So you have enough people should have update to where you can just go ahead and update and don't have to worry about waiting in line or taking forever. Should be zip pretty, pretty quick. So uh, definitely do that. Um, the next story that I have Apple, it looks like it is actually killing off the iMac Pro. So basically what they've done, you know, all of these journalists, you know, they've done their research and it looks like Apple is discontinuing the iPad, the iMac Pro. And they are not replenishing stock when it runs out. So the last iMac pros that are out there, you know, they are once they're gone, they're not replenishing the stock. And uh, furthermore, that when you go on the uh, iMac website, there's only one configuration with the iMac pro you could get. Before this, you could get 16 gigs of RAM. You could get, you know, up to four, I think two or four terabytes worth of space you know, all these other things, you know, now they've pretty much put only one variant out there, which is the 3.0 gigahertz, 10 core Intel Xenon W processor with 32 gigs of RAM and a terabyte of storage. And that one uh, costs $5,000. So that's the only variant that you can get if you buy directly from Apple. And then once that stock is gone, it is gone. So people are assuming and Apple has since confirmed that they are discontinuing the iMac Pro. Um, I didn't read anywhere to where there is going to be some sort of new replacements. Maybe the, um, the Mac Pro uh, will be the thing going forward and you have to buy a nice monitor, whatever case may be, or you have to get a MacBook Pro. So basically, you know, that is pretty much it for the iMac Pro. And for those who don't know, the iMac Pro is the monitor and computer all built into one versus having to get uh-huh. a separate desk. Right versus getting a separate desktop so five thousand dollars is a lot of money <laughs> but if you were if you got it
1: go for it right and if you <laughs> I ain't got it
0: right if you were waiting <laughs> for the next version of the imac pro this is it so you know you if might you might
1: as well get this if this is what you're trying to wait right for. if
0: you're trying to wait for that all-in-one powerful um imac uh this one is it yep yep all right. So the last thing in the lowdown is Apple. Uh, it looks like the rumors are out and it looks like the next Apple event is rumored for March 23rd. Um, of course, some of the things we're still waiting on is air tags. Uh, we did a story maybe like a week or two ago to where, mm-hmm. you know, um, find my app in, you know, for iOS and iPad OS uh, lets you add things to find my, so before you could track your AirPods, you know, you could track your Mac, so on and so forth, iPhone, but now you can track things. So it looks like items. It, right, yeah, items. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Items tab, right? Yeah. So it looks like um, maybe AirTags is getting closer to be released. Uh, we know there should be a new version of the iPad Pro coming out. Uh, there's also rumored that there will be new, the new generation of AirPods Pro and maybe even a new Apple TV out. So uh, this event on March 23rd, we are looking for at least maybe four new items. Um, were you interested in any of them outside of the air, the air tags? I mean, I know maybe the iPad Pro, maybe.
1: So I don't want AirTags because that's something else for me to keep up with. And I'm not <laughs> i keep up with that. Um, I am interested in the iPad Pro okay. and the uh, new generation uh, AirPods. Okay. Um, But what I was hoping, as we talked last week, you know, I just had a birthday and I was trying to figure out what to buy myself. Okay. And I wanted to buy myself a new MacBook Pro okay. Uh, M1. And I thought that that would be out in this month, this month being March, Mm -hmm. so that I could buy that for myself. But it looks as if that's uh, that's not coming with this one. Yeah. So So
0: John Prosser is this, you know, he's the new kid on the block. First, it was Ming-Chi Kuo, who was the analyst Mm -hmm. that was, you know, dropping all the bombs as far as, you know. Uh, letting people know what's up and coming as far as Apple's concerned. Looks like John Prosser, he's got a uh a tweet that says updated info from a reliable source, products that are ready, AirTags, iPad Pro, AirPods, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So if you know if he's the, the new kid on the block and he is to believed uh when the new uh event in March twenty third, uh those would be the one, two, three, four devices that they will announce. Um, It looks like, you know, since the pandemic isn't gone anywhere, this will be another virtual event, but uh, you Mm -hmm. can pretty much schedule uh, March 23rd as the date for these new uh, Apple devices. So definitely get your pocketbooks ready for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll probably pick up the iPad Pro and the new AirPods, more than likely. And hopefully the new laptop in the fall, unless they want to do a summer... Press release type of thing maybe um, which it could it, it's possible strictly for the fact that we've already seen what M1 can do and we had the big event mm-hmm. so the next you know build out will be for the ones with the larger screens right so maybe they don't necessarily need an event to you know release that since we had the big announcement
0: um in I'm, I'm September th- I'm thinking maybe WWDC in June. Is when in June, yeah, when they'll yeah. do the new bigger M1 MacBook Pros. I could see that. All right, all right. And
1: probably they would be available probably until the fall. Right. All
0: right, all right. So, like I said, that was pretty fast for the lowdown. wasn't too much going on in in the world of Apple. Uh, so let's move on to second string where we talk all things tech. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot. As far as all things tech, but I did find an interesting story about how far along Japan is as it relates to this whole pandemic COVID specifically in with people trying to get tested. Um, One of the cool things that I saw Japan is doing is they are using vending machines to let people get access to COVID-19 tests and I thought that was pretty cool because, you know, like I mentioned, one of the reasons why I'm hesitant to take the vaccine is partly because of America's handling of the whole pandemic from front to back. Now you can blame that on the previous generation, the uh, previous administration, rather uh, you can blame that on, you know, America, Americans specifically, and they you know, you ain't not going to violate my rights attitude uh towards mm-hmm. this whole pandemic you can blame it on a lot of things but it seems like you would think America with all this ingenuity with all this technology with all of the you know the things America's got going for us you would think they would be on the forefront and and with the amount of um um deaths at the amount of you know positive you know uh people who have tested positive for covid you would think we'd be on the forefront Of new technology to help people get tested, to help people uh, get aid and to help people Mm -hmm. actually get vaccinated. (laughs) Clearly, that's not the case because Japan, they're using vending machines uh, to give people testing kits that sell for American $40 American for 4,500 yen. Basically, what they do is Japan, anybody anywhere in Japan, you can go to a vending machine and it will give you a COVID test. You take the test, you know, do the swab yourself and then you mail back in the saliva sample uh, for processing, you know, now that could be just a numbers game because there's a lot of people in Japan, because according to the story that I'm reading, there was a huge response from the public when the machines were first deployed that some of the vending machines needed to be emptied of money twice a day. So that was so many people. Wow. That was trying to get tested because of course in Japan, it's probably a little bit more strict. You know, they're, they, are they they a little bit more stringent than ours. So people had to know whether or not they were testing positive or negative on a regular basis, probably more so than Americans, you know, that you could attribute that to them being more stringent or flat out, you know they're more communal. You know, I I don't I'm not the the leader of you know Asian you know culture, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're a little bit more communal. You know, you can you can tell like even before coronavirus, you could see that when some of them got a when when they got a cold, just a regular cold or the flu, they would put a mask on. They always mask because they don't want to affect other people. So I can imagine how that culture would carry over to the pandemic to where it's like, okay, well, we need to know fast whether or not I am positive or negative, because one, I want I want to make sure I remedy myself as soon as possible. And two, I don't want to affect other people, you know, so all that to say is that, you know, to me, it's just the fact that they jumped out in front of this and, you know, who knows where it came from. There's still, you know, debate on how COVID got here, but. The fact that, you know, Japan is just as smart, uh, smart enough or ingenuous enough to actually provide vending machines with testing kits to make it easier for people. It just, it just leads me to ask, why is America in general so behind on this COVID tech? So I just want to get your money (laughs) here. Easy money. (laughs) You
1: know, in this country, um, sick people are big business. Right. It's better for... Unfortunately, you know, when it comes to economics, it's better for people to be sick. The amount of money that these contractors have made on PPE, Mm -hmm. have made on developing the vaccine, Mm -hmm. have made on deploying the vaccine, Mm -hmm. this is a whole lot of money, you know, for contracts giving to, you know, thinking about the previous administration, giving to, you know, friends and family to make a lot of money with doing very little. And even now that we have a new administration, you know, they're doing things, you know, more swiftly, Uh but you still have to have it deployed. Uh You still have to have PPE. You still have to have all these contracts. And quite frankly, it's it's big business and better money. So, no, we're not going to have any innovation and, and ingenuity around this. Why are we going to make it easier for people to stay healthy, um, to get the medical care that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, why? I mean, that's taking money out of our pockets. If you look at, you know, kind of going back to what we talked about um, during the Snobbish show, um, you know, there were a lot of British people watching the the interview with Harry uh, and Mary Markle. And a lot of their comments were, why are there so many commercials about medicine? Like, you oh just, yeah yeah yeah! right Pay for medicine here that's why we have nhs you go to the doctor they give you what you need you don't have to pay for it you keep on moving and i mean if we're talking about you know ingenuity and innovation we're going backwards if you think about what is being done how you know the black and brown vote is just being you know completely subjugated it's being completely Mm -hmm. reversed Mm -hmm. they are making things harder instead of making them easier why because it benefits them to not make so easy for people Mm -hmm. and you know the amount of of cost surrounds something you know around insulin i was reading about that earlier apparently the patent for insulin was sold for only a dollar because Insulin was made to be, you know, free or really inexpensive, uh-huh. but just costing thousands, people thousands and thousands of dollars to get their monthly insulin uh-huh. here in America. But you could go to Canada and get it for like $40, right. actually $40 really low. So much so that the U.S. started making bills around, you know, prohibiting people or making it really difficult for people or putting people in tough situations to even go and buy the much cheaper version mm-hmm. of the exact same drug in Canada right. they were basically you know you can't do that you have to buy our two thousand dollar insulin and there are people who were you know rationing out you know their insulin or whatever mm-hmm. um you know because one they couldn't afford it and then we are in a pandemic right so I say all of that to say is these other countries. Japan, New Zealand, you know, China, you saw how quick after, you know, COVID hit over there, how they got those hospitals built. Here, even in Georgia, where we're spiking, they've converted a convention hall to a medical facility. And most of that convention hall, which is really, really huge, is filled with, you know, people who, you know, are sick from COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's It all goes back again. Your a simple answer is money. Right. It's 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 easy for you know countries uh, like Japan to make it easy for their their citizens because it helps the greater good. Right. But here it's so much selfishness and it's so much
0: capitalism. You know
1: capitalism and greed that no we can help people but they got to pay for it.
0: Right. Right. Yes, that's what the that's what the free market is, the free market you know it it but it's funny you know when people choose free market and when they don't right, you because know, it's you know with this whole you know stimulus rolling out now, you know a lot of the objection is, oh it's gonna cost too much, and you know um there was one who's
1: gonna pay for who's it. gonna
0: pay for it and how much it's gonna cost, you know so on and so forth to win them. When, when, you know, uh, the previous administration did them tax cuts, they were like, yeah, I'll yes. take, I'll take more, uh, <laughs> government, uh, <laughs> involvement, please. I'll
1: take socialism.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Socialism
1: right. for a thousand, Alex. Right, or right. Or when they were giving out all these PPE loans. Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh-huh. Socialism for a thousand, Alex. Uh-huh. But. I can have all the money, but you poor people, yeah. middle class people, mm-hmm. this isn't reserved for you. It's only reserved for yeah. us important people. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it is it, you know, and, you know, it's just you know You know what time America's it is. <laughs> in general, just America's dealing with this pandemic, you know. It just to me it's just like, what happens? How are we gonna handle things when something really serious hits us. And again, this is not, you know, minimizing the effects that COVID has had on families, you know, because a lot of people have lost entire, you know, generations to COVID. But what happens, you know, you think you take all of those, you take all those movies, for example, to where, you know, post apocalyptic world to where, you know, we've got to build this ship and, and, you know, find a new planet to live on, you know, what happens if something really, really, really happens to where we really have got to decide we're going to stick together or it's every man for themselves and every just,
1: man for themselves every single time, just
0: this pandemic Black
1: people being on the very bottom,
0: it just, we in, know, we just know. in general, rich and poor, you know, privileged and not privileged, you know, race, religion, you know, all these things I'm scared, all these unimportant things are going mm-hmm. to come get in the way of yep. how we handle a major catastrophe. And you can look no further than how America specifically handled this pandemic, in my opinion, now, you and know,
1: the, and the vaccine rollout and out. the vaccine, I mean, out. it's, you know, people who need the vaccine should get the vaccine who were told, you know, the vaccine goes to them first. They're not getting it. It's, you know, rich people going into, I know here in Atlanta, some lady posted on Twitter um, and said that she went to Stonecrest and got her vaccine and she's not in any other categories. And this has been a while back mm-hmm. and she was bragging about it. And I'm like, you really just went on social media and said that you were not supposed to get this. You went to a black neighborhood, mm-hmm. a black community to get it, mm-hmm. taking it away from someone who it was meant for, Mm -hmm. and you thought that was cute, and you thought that was funny. That's why I say, when it comes down to it, if there is something where we as Americans uh, have to come together for something, or we as a global community have to come together, it's not going to, it's not going to fare well. Like we have the 1% who have all the money, Mm -hmm. the 1% are the ones that are, are unfortunately they're going to be
0: safe. Yeah. It reminds me of that uh, movie Elysium. I don't know if you've seen it, Mm -hmm. but you know, um, of course the earth is almost on the brink of, you know, apocalyptic and they've got this space station, you know, in between us and the moon to where all the rich people have Moved on the space station. Everything is beautiful. They get all of the vaccinations, they get all the medical help, you know, so the protagonist, Flourish. right, they're flourishing, right? So mm-hmm. the protagonist is trying to, you know, uh, uh, get on Elysium to, you know, fix his ailment, so on and so forth. So, But mm-hmm. that picture, for those who know what I'm talking about, I could see that happening <laughs> in real time to where something crazy has happened on Earth. And those with those with the means, those with the resources have said deuces and left everybody else on earth to fend it for themselves. You know, of course, that's trying to get we're, we're, I'm about to change the subject. But, you know, my cynic self is like, man, we have fumbled when it comes to this pandemic. And I hate to see what happens next.
1: Yeah. And that movie you're talking about, I watched one on. Netflix I think it's called like the 3% or something like that okay. where that's pretty much the same thing you know if you have you have to go through like these rigorous tests to be proven you know worthy to go into the safe space a nice clean where they have water they have food they have everything they need but it's only for you know the 3% and only a couple people get to go at a time mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the Hunger Games where you have to go and do all these Tests and they're pitted against people, so uh-huh. yeah. And the world, you know, as they know it, is everybody has nothing, you know, it's like post apocalyptic already there, and everybody's trying to get their, you know, thing
0: their ticket, to their golden ticket, to, yeah, their golden uh-huh. ticket. Yeah, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, all right, and that's pretty much all the interesting things I could find. In uh, second string, we had a couple of things that are currently in for the culture, but it kind of all fit together. So I pushed it on down to for the culture. So uh, for this first story, um, Jack Dorsey of Square, you know, uh, of Twitter, actually one of the co-founders of Twitter and then moved on to co-found Square, which cash app and all those good things, you know, of buys a majority stake in a Jay-Z's title. Uh, the deal is worth 297 million in cash and stock. Uh, Jay Z will um, move on to join Square's board of directors, and additionally, um, if you remember, titles rollout—you know, one of the the tenants that you know was the whole
1: made it th- different,
0: right? Was the fact that the music creators, the content creators, would have a ownership stake. And they brought out, you know, some heavy hitters. You know, brought out Kanye, brought out Rihanna, brought out uh, Beyonce, Beyonce, brought out, you know, uh, Dead Mouse. They brought out all these heavy hitters. You know, Nicki Minaj. A lot of these people, uh, yes, you, yeah. right? So a lot of those initial acts, a lot of those initial investors. Uh, when this is all said and done, they are expected to pocket a little over eight point nine one, eight point nine. $8.9 million after, you know, the, the smoke clears from all this. So, all that to say, it looks like on the, you know, from my eyes, it looks as if, you know, this was a nice move for Jay-Z. This is a Especially nice... Especially
1: since he bought title for $56 million.
0: Right. And, you know, so, you know, he uh, sold his majority stake, which is worth, like I mentioned, $297 million. He's on uh, Square's board of directors now. Um, it looks like, you know, Jack Dorsey and square, because according to the actual story that I'm reading is, you know, you know, square kind of did for small business owners, people who didn't have, didn't have the ability to, uh, partner with these big merchants in order to get their small businesses to sell their products, go e-commerce. They use square, you know, so, you know, same way Jay-Z, you know, a lot of the artists, you know, couldn't afford or wasn't getting their same, uh, percentages from like, you know, Apple and Spotify, you know, so they moved over the title because, you know, we want to help everybody. So according to Jack Dorsey and, uh, Jay-Z, you know, it's kind of like a perfect marriage, you know, um, let me see if I can get an actual, uh, let me get the actual quote here that I wanted to give me a second here. Uh, you know, but basically they were saying, you know, that, you know, this is a perfect marriage, you know, so from, from my end, uh, it looks like it was a good move, but uh, there has been some people who, you know, uh, will say otherwise. So before I get your opinion, I wanted to go ahead and talk about this next story. These are the two stories for, uh, for the culture uh, versus our popular, you know, uh, show or uh, experience that we like to recap on our show has been mm-hmm. acquired by Triller. Now, I've never heard of this app before, but I'm assuming it's it's a popular app because uh, for an undisclosed amount, um, uh, Timbaland and Swiss Beats, who are the creators of the Versus Battles, um, they have sold uh, their uh, major share to Triller and Versus will be then be put on uh, toilet tr- Triller's uh, network uh, Timberland and Swiss Beats will, uh, sell, will share the equity stake with the 43 performers who have prepared, who have appeared on Versus since it launched almost a year ago. So that answers the question to, are the people who on Versus getting paid? Well, they're going to go back retroactively and pay some of the people who were the very first ones. So you think of like the, you think of like uh uh Erika Badu and Jill Scott, you know, you mm-hmm. think of you know Babyface and
1: um Teddy, uh, and Riley. Teddy
0: Riley before it turned into uh, it's on Apple TV and you got Siroc and you got all Doritos and the you've spot, got all the sponsors. All
1: of it is fully corporate.
0: Right, right. Before that
1: corporate when it was I had bad Wi Fi <laughs> Right, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So they, they stepped all that up. Right. So you can assume that the people after that, you know, they were getting some sort of kickbacks. Well, it looks like, you know, like I mentioned, you know, Timberland and Swiss Beats are going to go back and make sure that the people who first helped them started are going to get a cut as well. So those are two popular um, black owned or black majority held businesses who have, uh, started something or acquired something, uh, built it up and were able to sell it or sell their shares or share or sell their majority share in it at a profit. And that gives them the ability to either move on to something else or, you know, in, you know, uh, uh, versus, you know, they're going to, uh, become, shareholders in the trailer Network for Tim and Swiss Beats and in Jay Z, like I mentioned, he's gonna join Squares board of directors. So they still get some sort of uh input into the thing that they've made or they built or grew, but now they've got money to actually go on and do something else. You know, we know Jay-Z, you know, he's he got his hands on all kinds of things from cannabis to, you know, um
1: tech other uh, tech startups. Yeah,
0: tech startups at alcohol. NFL to NFL alcohol, you know, he sold and majority share of his ace of spades. I forget what the actual term of it is. I know it's ace of spades, but he's it's
1: long. Yeah. Yeah he,
0: yeah. he sold it to uh, Louis Vuitton, somebody else. So, you Love know, the agent. right. So, you know, all that to say, you know, you've got two or three, in this case, three black entrepreneurs who built something, you know, who were down for the cause. Now they have uh, sold their majority interests to move off to other things. So the question I want to ask you is, um, do you think that these were power plays, these were power moves, you know, these were, you know, the ability to do an exit strategy and profit on something that, you know, these two, uh, these three people built, or do you view these two scenarios of these black owned or black led businesses, uh, that then turn around and sold those businesses to white owners. Do you see that as selling out by selling their businesses? So I just want to get your take on that.
1: As the goat Jay Z has said, "I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man." Okay. So it's it's all about. I think, in addition to it being a business decision, mm-hmm. because, like I mentioned before, with Jay Z. He bought title for fifty six million, mm-hmm. and now he's getting almost five times that mm-hmm. uh, back in cash and stocks. In addition to that, he's making sure that the people who invested mm-hmm. initially
0: mm-hmm.
1: in this venture when it wasn't popping, when nobody knew what it was, mm-hmm. they are getting benefits from this as well. Take it down to verses they started this out of necessity um, because we were in a pandemic and while they have um, sold it to this network, they are shareholders Mm -hmm. of this network Mm -hmm. and they've reached back to pull in the other acts that made this platform what it is. Um, So to me, We don't have this conversation when it comes to other types of business, white business, Mm -hmm. Asian business, um, Indian business, Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. No one accuses these people of selling out for making business decisions. Right. Because, again, we already know these people are all extremely wealthy. Mm -hmm. They don't, you know have a quote-unquote need for the money, Mm -hmm. but you don't know what people's plans are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you have Basils out here making, you know, what, $2,000 or whatever the case is, a second.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, people give them crap, but at the end of the day, oh, wow, they're smart businessmen. These individuals, I can only assume they're acquiring their wealth for their legacy for their kids, their uh-huh. kids' kids, or uh-huh. whatever things they have in the pipeline. Um, as we mentioned before, Jay-Z has his hand in a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. And a person like him probably has fifty thousand other things that he wants to get into as well. Uh-huh. And what that is going this money is going to allow him to do uh-huh. is to not only do his other projects, but he got a huge payout. He got a huge payout for his friends because honestly most people who are you know, the original crew, Mm -hmm. their friends, that's how he got them to buy into this because Mm -hmm. their friends will have a business relationship in addition to being on the board of directors of another huge tech company. Mm -hmm. So that's on Jay-Z. On Timberland, they are still heavily involved in the culture of versus and they can expand out on this network to do other things, to employ other people and to put other artists on. Mm-hmm. So are they selling out in my opinion? No, they are selling up. Right. They are creating additional resources and streams of income for other people. Mm-hmm. So this is creating jobs for not just the celebrity people, but mm-hmm. when you think of a network, you have to have on-air talent. You have to have, you know, tech support, IT, engineers, camera people. All these types of folks who are in this industry who may be out of work or may be underworked or Mm -hmm. underemployed because of the pandemic. All of this is going to what it seems like to me is lift everything up to, you know, another phase, which Seems to me to be positive,
0: right? So, uh, to to you know, not to say to play devil's advocate, but to offer a counterpoint, um, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of uh, people who have questions, to say the least. They'll of they, course
1: they'll
0: <laughs> their <laughs> standpoint is, you know, uh, you could make the case that both title and verses, there was a sense of pride. And there was a sense of community in the fact that these two popular platforms were minority owned Um, in the past 10 years. I want to say I know at the very least in the last five years, there has been a strong push from the black community to build black businesses every year. You know, we do uh, you know, whether it be for Black History Month, whether it be for, you know, around Thanksgiving with Black Friday, you know, Small Business Saturday, you know, you know, buy black, you know, these hashtags go around to where, you know, a lot of emphasis is put on supporting build building supporting black businesses. So there are a lot of people who uh are making the case to say that Praise is not the right word, but they used that. Let's build up. Let's that that that. How can I say it? The 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 momentum is what I'm what I'm looking for. The momentum mm. of buy black and black businesses to support black businesses to get up the popularity enough to where they can then sell it. You know, so it's almost like they used that to their advantage. Well, we really, you know. You know, them putting words in their mouth where well, we really, you know, we're black until it's time to sell out. Right. Not sell out. But
1: isn't that capitalism? Though?
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> and that's my point. Right. <laughs> um, but I think there there, you know, uh, a lot of people feel like, you know, take go, going even back further, going back to uh, Sundial, you know, the popular um, black owned previously black owned the hair care that owned. Shea, Moisture. Yeah, Shea Moisture and all those people, you know, all those brands under that to where they sold, you know, and the owner, I think his name is Richelieu Dennis or something like that. He caught yeah, a lot of heat, own essence right? Right. So, you know, essence, you know, think of Ebony and jet, you know, all these companies who, you know, BET, BET you know, all these companies that have come up to say, you know, black people. We love black people. We love black people, you know, to make a, you know, to make a long story short, you know, for them to turn around and then sell, um, to where it's not majority black owned. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, are, uh, they feel like they've been taken advantage of for lack of a better term. And I guess, I guess I wanted to ask, is there, is there some, uh, credence to the fact that, you know, what would happen if versus didn't sell? to uh, Triller? What if Tidal didn't sell to Square and it became this behemoth of a whatever, you know, whatever it could be, you know, and it's minority Black-owned, you know, what, mm-hmm. you know, what is the purpose to fall into capitalism or is the mm-hmm. purpose to build these Black-owned businesses that can then go and do all these other things? You know, I guess that's the, the yeah. kind of push and pull.
1: Why can't it be both? Because Mm -hmm. isn't the whole dream, so to speak, of black people is to own things and, you know, become super rich to become wealthy, to do all those things. So why can't it be both? What we don't know, which I don't know is if it's really that important. We don't know what percentage uh, Jay-Z sold. So he could still be um a, a, a have a stakeholding in it mm-hmm. um same with versus but at the same time these are two instances of successful black-led businesses mm-hmm. that have gone on to show invest in black people because not only do we run the culture mm-hmm. but we have the money behind it right so these two ventures may have been sold to, you know, uh, out of, you know, black ownership. But what about the next two companies that are coming up behind it? Right. It doesn't just have to be one or two. The goal is to have multiple is to have so many black owned successful companies that, you know, some people may choose to sell. Some people say, may say, no, I'm going to um, Hold I'm going to keep what I have and build up. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to have this. What we're seeing with them, Mm -hmm. with these black led companies, is to have it expanded, to Mm -hmm. have it have so many options that you can choose either to sell it or to keep it. And it won't necessarily be the thing of selling out. And that kind of goes into I didn't put it in the notes, I'll probably add it. But today it was announced that Goldman Sachs has this new initiative that they have called 1 Million Black Women. Mm -hmm. Their goal in 10 years is to have um, partnered with women led, Black specifically, Black women led organizations to commit to help 1 million Black led women businesses. And they, this isn't just in what we typically know of these type of things of mentorship and, you know, Mm -hmm. guidance, those type of things. This is $10 billion in direct investment capital. So that's money between Mm -hmm. grants, um, other, I don't, I saw it was grants and something else. But what all it means is they have committed in the next 20, uh, next 10 years, I think it's 2030, to have positively, I'm reading from an article on their website, to positively impact the lives of at least 1 million Black women aimed at narrowing the opportunity gaps. Mm-hmm. And this is money. We're talking about, and they say specifically, $10 billion in direct investment capital. Mm-hmm. So this is money that they are pouring directly into these women-led businesses. So my hope is they are doing this investment over 10 years. And when you think about it, 10 years isn't that long of a time. Right. If they are willing to put $10 billion into um, 1 million Black women-led organizations, what is the impact of that? You can have 50 titles or 50 verses um, or whatever, you know, these black women who have been doing the work, you know, they'll be able to do it on a larger scale. And that, to me, feeds into the concept of you have Jay's uh, thing going on. You have, you know, um, Timbaland and Swiss's thing, you know, being extremely popular, being sold. Mm -hmm. But you have these other million, you know, companies that are coming up behind it. In addition to the companies that we already have out there that are succeeding. We've talked about some already, um, mostly in our Teching While Black during um, uh, Black History Month. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea of, you know, selling out while I get why, why some people may feel, you know, misled or taken advantage of. There's opportunity coming. You can't just hold on to one or two things so tightly that you miss the opportunity mm-hmm. to take part in or create additional, you know, things, you know, yeah. let some of it go.
0: Right. And 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 history has shown, you know, Jay-Z has donated money, given initiatives, you know, get, fill, fill in, fill in. Philanthropic, did yeah. I say that correctly? Yeah. Uh, initiatives, you know, and with the um, profit that he will be getting as a result of these sales, like we mentioned, him selling a majority uh, share of his uh, Ace of Spades uh, liquor to selling uh, this majority share of title, you know, that's almost, if I'm doing the math correctly, almost $600 million at the least. And just two things that he is able to move money around, so that frees up a lot of his time, frees up Mm -hmm. a lot of his capital to then invest in something like you know the cannabis industry, something that Black people like really should be on the forefront. You know, at the you know we should be at the forefront of the cannabis industry, and the fact that we're not is a whole different conversation for a whole different podcast. But with Jay Z being able to uh, exit from his, right. Exit from his other, work with that. right. To yeah. invest heavily, uh, a name like Jay Z to vest in the cannabis industry. You know, that's going to put a lot of, uh, shine on that industry to where we are now in the conversation, not just playing around at the bottom, you know, trying to get licenses and trying to get, you know, uh, uh, certified in certain states. We're talking about like on the higher level of investors. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's just more opportunities. And like you said, right. more choices, more options, you know, before it and was just, Marcy, go ahead.
1: No, I say, and his, I think his, his venture uh, capital firm is Marcy Ventures or something like that. Mm-hmm. So to me, like you were saying, freeing up his time from title, mm-hmm. he has more opportunity to go and grab some of those other startups that may be struggling or may need investors that have a fantastic product and they just need backing Mm -hmm. to me him running something like title that has probably he probably done all he could do
0: right and it's still fighting and it's still fighting against apple i mean it's still fighting against spotify you know title is like a third if not fourth choice of music streaming because like and then you,
1: black people talk about oh it's not great spotify is better and i'm just like
0: you can't I mean, have it both ways y'all can't, can't, can't have
1: it both ways you can't
0: you can't talk about the business and then when they say all right well cool we'll take your we'll we'll sell it to square who can do something better with it and he'd be like oh yeah but now be like you know it's like yeah. come on out pick one right you know you know, gotta, yeah. You know yeah. so yeah so i i i definitely agree with the fact that We should not have to wrestle with those questions when it comes to business, when we are participating in business. Right. Like you mentioned, you know, Jay-Z is a business, you know, it's not necessarily it doesn't always, always have to be with. Well, okay, well, you know, if it ain't if if it ain't specifically, specifically, specifically black, then I don't want nothing to do with it. You know, there are more than one way to skin a cat, like you mentioned. So. And for him to be able to do, the, do that, when we know, you know, proof, like I said, proof is in the pudding that, you know, he has other things out there that could help us as well. You know, I don't I don't see any problem with this. And we should like I said, we shouldn't have to be fighting that internal struggle when it comes to uh, getting millions and millions of dollars from mm-hmm. a build from a, from a business that we built up. You know, that's the like you mentioned in the beginning. That's the whole point of business. You build something, it becomes popular. You, 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 you have the option to either keep it or sell it and move on to the next thing. And me Mm -hmm. personally, just doing my own kind of, okay, well, where do I want to be in three, five, 10 years? You know, Mm -hmm. personally, I don't want to be running around starting this business and running this business. If I had an option to be able to start a fund to where I could just sit back and be like, all right, I'm just going to give you some money. And then let you do it. And then you build it up. And then I, get and the, I collect I, money. And I collect money to where mm-hmm. all I got to do is just watch my money. I mean, I'm not saying that's where Jay-Z is going. But if I was in this position, that's what I would be thinking. I'm like, forget trying to run all this stuff. Let me sell all these businesses, create this fund that invests in other people, help them get up. And I just sit back and take profits. But again, and that's, that's just the me. that's
1: smart thing. <laughs> and that's what all of these other you know, CEOs and Uber wealthy people do, they've done all the work. And they're like, okay, I'm tired. Right. I put in the lead work early in my career, or in some people's cases, you know, my mom and dad put you know, <laughs> that work in. And I'm just the But nonetheless, their thing is I'm gonna go off and do these passion projects, or mm-hmm. I'm gonna go and relax. Or I'm gonna do this or that because they have the direct deposits don't stop.
0: Right. No, they those
1: don't those HCHs are steady coming in. And they out there, you know, on their yacht, just chilling or whatever the case may be is. And, and the thing is, that's what we have been taught or that's what people say they want. Mm-hmm. They want to just be able to sit back and, you know, let the money come to them or let their investments pay them. Mm-hmm. How do you think you get to that point? Right. It, just, it 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 doesn't just magically happen that, oh, all of a sudden I'm getting all this money. You know, coming to me from my investments, you have to invest in things mm-hmm. and sell things in order
0: to move to get on to the, the next opportunity, to move on to the next thing. level.
1: Yeah, making my money work for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You got to do something for the money to work yeah. for you. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense. All right. So, uh, I did add that uh, um, the stuff you mentioned, Goldman Sachs stuff, to the show notes. We'll make sure to include that in the story. But uh, if you don't have anything else, we'll move on to the hookup. So I found this uh, quick little trick that you can do to where I think most people know if you don't know, there is a way to turn on and off uh, read receipts. So if you send somebody a message on your iPhone, um, you can turn on and off the option to where they see that you read the message, you can turn that on and off in general, but you can also drill down into that even further and turn off, read message receipts for specific contacts. So if you want a specific person to not know that you read their message for whatever reason, yeah, I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> no judgment. Right. But if you, there's a certain person, you don't want them to know that you, that you know, you read their message. There's a way to actually turn off receipts for that particular uh, contact. So basically what you do is you open the messages app and then you locate the p- specific conversation or message thread with that contact. Uh, you tap the, uh, arrow next to the contact's name. So in the messages, if you don't know, uh, they'll have a, a picture of the person's contact or their initials. Under that, it'll have the name of the contact. Click that. And then if you tap the info button, Uh, It'll give you the option to then toggle off, send read receipts for that particular person. So that's just my tip for the week. You know, I think a lot of people know that you can turn off read read receipts in general. So nobody knows, but maybe there you want people to know that you read, but except that one person. So you can actually Mm -hmm. drill down and do that. So that is my hookup for the week. And if Nika, you don't have anything else, I think that's going to do it. Uh, for this week's show, uh, we definitely appreciate your support. Uh, one of the ways you can show support for the show is to download, rate, and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, like we've mentioned, if you rate and review our podcast episodes or the podcast in general, that helps us shoot up the ladder so more people can discover our podcast. Uh, you can definitely engage with us on Twitter. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Cast. That's the handle. Uh, definitely watch us on YouTube. We're at Cast there as well. Uh, definitely do all the YouTubes. Like, subscribe, no- get notifications turned on. Uh, you can definitely leave comments and suggestions. You can leave them on us on the website at snoboscast.com or you can shoot us at email at snoboscastgmail.com. At uh, you can also support the Patreon. So we've made mention of it to where we've got a, a specific live show to where we talk about stuff that you won't find on the regular show. Uh, you get access to that. You get access to the live show taping. So you get it early. Normally our shows go out on Friday, but we record them on Wednesday. So if you want to get it a little bit early, we become a part of our patreon and you can do that and we have a community that we're actively growing that you'll get access to that as well in order to do that give us five dollars a month and you'll get access to all those three uh additional features finally if you don't want to do the monthly thing and you just want to give us a love offering you can do that uh, you can do that via paypal you can go to paypal.me forward slash snob OS and you can give us a one time do- donation and uh, I think that is it for this week so till next week we are out. Peace. Bye. Bye.